What is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and I am back again for another week of Bobo's Block. I want to thank you guys for taking the time out to tune in with me. And if it's your first time here on Bobo's Block, I want to thank you for joining us here on this little block party that we have every single week. Um, so right now, I just want to go ahead and say that it is Monday at 2 p.m. I am on Instagram and I'm also going to be putting this out for you guys and you guys will also be getting a bonus episode this week that I did record. Um, <laughs> and for everybody joining me on Instagram Live, I want to say what's up again and I say I hope we have a productive and awesome day going on. Um, so, today is going to be kind of a light day. I'm going to give you guys a few updates and I'm going to go around, around the around net, 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 net with you as um, we talk about news and everything that's going on for... Um, the past like week or so. So yeah. Um, first I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys updates. So if you guys were following from last week, um, I had a couple events going on, and I also had um a few announcements that I did want to make. So firstly, um, the event Midnight Marauders, the art show went amazingly. We had our artists come out. Shout outs to AK going in. Yeah, AK goes in. Um, also on Instagram. Shout outs to YME Artwork on Instagram, and a big shout out to um. To Soul Funk Art on Instagram as well. All three of those artists were um, with me on um, 820 A. Philip Randolph. And as I said, we had a nice show. Um, photos by Clouds came out and documented the whole experience. I spit a couple of poems. Um, my homie Ant came through and spit a couple of poems. And as well, Sandy Doris came through and spit some poems. As I said, we wanted to go ahead and give you guys a taste of what kind of will be coming up in the next year or so in 2020. I'm going to be doing more events and more specials. So kind of look out for those. Um, and then the next night, our show, um, Light the Spark, it was by The Collective, um, or The Collective Jacks. Um, we, as a group, put on a, this event to kind of like start off things and kind of light that spark for everybody. Um, <laughs> hey Cam, <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to stop and pause for my tag team partner. <laughs> um, yeah, so right now we, um, did the, did the actual event on Saturday, the 23rd, and it was myself, the writer Jojo, um, Brown and Ant performing and we gave intimate, in-depth, um, analysis are just breakdowns of our poetry and our, our, our art and we had a really wonderful time and i do want to thank everybody who came out and um enjoyed that experience with us as said you guys will be kept up to date especially when we do more events things like that as i'm going to kind of do right now um no kev's not the only one i see what's going on jojo again i want to address everybody in the in the um instagram live chat thank you guys for coming and joining me today um shout outs to everybody that has taken their time out to um go ahead and spend it with me here around on bobo's block so um coming up with myself um i do have a big wrestling match Coming up on, ooh, it is Dece the first Friday of December. I want to say that's going to be the 6th. Um, December 6th is going to be a tag team match with myself and the dashing one. Um, the King of Queens are going to be taking on the these chumps down there in Orlando. I've, I honestly don't even want to know their names. But if you guys um, want to come down and see us, let us know. We'll definitely be able to. Um, get you the information on how you can come see us whoop some tail um yeah <laughs> i will 
I will say that he may be my biggest rival, but I do respect the King of Queens from time to time. So, old Queenie boy, we're going to go ahead and tear the house down. So, yeah. Um, and as well, before that, I do want to let you guys know that I'm actually starting a new venture. Um, I will be running a open mic at the Manhattan on Bay Street down there on, on downtown area on Bay Street, the Manhattan. I'll be running a open mic that'll be called the Wonderground. If you guys know me, you know how I like the the feel of of something new, something different. Um, this is what this show will be. This will be that energy that you get when you go down to a subway and you see all the performers and the and the artists kind of doing their thing and you never know what you're going to get when you turn that corner you may be getting somebody break dancing you may be getting somebody on the drums you may be getting a magician that walks around you never can expect what's happening so yes yeah, so i'll be hosting an open mic on wednesdays at the manhattan starting december 4th and we're going to be doing every other wednesday from there so um keep your eyes open for promotional information and um keep your ears to the streets to where i can um get you guys up there and hit the stage with me all right uh so nextly um for the collective we have a christmas event coming up um it is called poetry for tots that will be on december 18th that will be at blue chocolate um or blue chocolate down there where that was the old three layers cafe um if you guys want to join us please come out and bring an unopened toy or gift that we will be donating to the children of jacksonville you guys will be able to Enjoy some live music, some amazing food from Blue Chocolat. Um, you guys will be able to have some dance breaks with us. Um, we haven't did a good Verbal Essence dance break in a minute. So um, you guys will definitely be in for a treat. Um, our, our collective will be having a lot of stuff coming up. And you guys will get to check us out at The Collective Jacks on Instagram and on Facebook. That's The Collective Jacks on Instagram and Facebook and you guys will be able to see what all we have coming in store for you. Um, I do have other things in the works. Um, I do want to let you guys know to always, like I said, keep up. Keep up with what we're going, what's going on because yeah, I always hate when people say that there's nothing to do in Jacksonville when there's a plethora of things that's going on. So, yeah. We're going to go ahead and let you guys know from this point like i said everything that's um i'm about to present to you has been presented or being sponsored by my patreon um my patreon is patreon.com forward slash babo that's where you guys can get special perks and special um exclusive content from me directly and it starts from a dollar all the way up to 35 dollars as said you guys have the opportunity to get an extra show called twiddling my thumbs um you guys will get exclusive snippets from my um upcoming chat book called money for rocks um you guys will be able to uh, communicate and interact with me directly even if you already don't do already but like i said it's will be more of a more of an intimate setting to where like we can you can ask me whatever questions that you want but like i said you'll be able to see the ongoings and the workings behind the scenes of how i do what i do so um go ahead and check out my patreon promotion and i said you guys will be able to support there as well all right um and now we shall be getting into around, around the, the net. net that's where i go through um the interwebs and go ahead and give you guys some updates about what's happening so starting back um Starting with something lighthearted, there was this guy coming in the last week or so who had these air 
earpods or airpods stickers and he was just placing them all over the city um depending i think he was in new york or so but like um they literally looked true to life they were the exact size as a, as a one um left airpod uh <laughs> and i don't know why he chose the left but like he chose the left airpod and um yeah you know how somebody would just you you'd expect somebody to lose one airpod and he was just placing the stickers around and like if you guys get a chance to look at the pictures um it was hilarious honestly because like people were either trying to pick them up he, it was kind of like a prank thing where he had a video t or a recording um of everybody like trying to interact or pick it up so yeah <laughs> if you guys get a chance to check that out online go ahead and do so um next story on the docket is we may be getting a joker sequel um todd phillips says that they will be looking to do more with that joker universe that we have now and that they have uh have their eyes on more of a deeper origin story for the clown prince of crime i'm gonna straight up tell you i haven't seen joker yet i'm probably gonna watch it when it comes out um on digital release i i firstly am not a fan of villain movies everyone says this is very it was a very good movie and it was critically acclaimed things of that nature i'll i'll wait till i see it or so or when i get a chance to but i'm not really a big fan of villain movies so like um especially with with a pivotal villain that need well i felt that needs the counterbalance of his hero we'll we'll see how that works out but as i said it's gotten enough clamor to where it is looking for a sequel when this probably was supposed to be a one-off <laughs> um Next up is the latest look at Star Wars. So Entertainment Weekly just put out their their, la their latest set of photos for the generations of Star Wars, starting from the prequels, or the look at the prequels, and then you have the original trilogy, and then you also have the current um, Skywalker or Force Awakens trilogy. Um, the latest... The latest movie, it seems that it's going to be so emotional. It's going to wrap up so much because it is the end of an era of basically 40 years worth of content and books and movies and comics and, and off stories and one-off stories and so much. Like, And looking at the new photos released, it's amazing. It looks amazing. And we're going to get so much out of this. Like... It's going to be so satisfying, and I can't wait to see how they wrap all of this up. So, yeah, that's going to be one big thing that they're going to be doing. Um, next up, Google finally released the Stadia. Um, Google Stadia, if you guys do not know, is Google's kind of answer to console or platform platform gaming. Um, you actually don't need a console, or you don't need a um platform to to really get into it you just need the controller um the connection and the app i believe what's going on miss lady how are you as well um we are going to be into a new gen or generation of of gaming consoles where it's going to be playstations moving up xbox moving up and the switch is already um, kind of step their game up to where you guys can kind of play anywhere. Um, that's what Google Stadia is kind of going out, um, going out for. Um, Bloomberg did a review on it, and they said that the cloud gaming service for the Stadia works, but it's still in like a bit of a clunky state because like you, you don't really know like how well your internet connection is going to be in any given place. Um, so it, it, it's a great concept. It just it needs a little bit more streamlining, and that's what I really think that that we have to kind of um, 
take with a grain of salt because this is something that's kind of a bleeding edge or kind of a on the cusp type idea so we're going to um figure out how to navigate it and we may even see a lot of our major consoles get turned into just streaming services as they already are like playstation now xbox now like um yeah playstation now xbox has a streaming platform as well and like i said we have of course steam and you have the one um i can't think of the name of it i think it's um i want to say it's for blizzard but yeah we we have it to where there's an abundance of ways of playing video games and we just need to kind of kind of tackle it in like bring it all in kind of wrap it up or so in a nice neat little bow <laughs> um and sticking sp- with the gaming information um final fantasy 7 just released a lot of screenshots and images of what you're going to be expecting and they look stunning like the remaster is going to be immaculate um final fantasy never they like square enix they never cease to amaze me how realistic they get these games or get this graphics on there and like it's honestly to an extent like watching a movie instead of a video game but it's I, I can't wait to get my hands on the remaster. I, I played the original Final Fantasy VII because I'm that old. <laughs> um, when it came out, I was blown away then, and I'm blown away now. Uh, so, yeah, we we will see what happens when it comes out. I don't think you want to say early next year they're going to be saying it's released. So, yeah. Um, going into a little bit of superhero news. Um, we just got a big, big announcement from from the DC Universe. We finally got the first looks at the Nightwing suit for Titans. And when I tell you this is something that's been a long time coming. Like a long time coming. For fans who are avid fans of the Batman Universe. Or anybody who's just been kind of um, a Dick Grayson or Nightwing fan. Like you've been waiting for something like this to manifest itself for years. Um, we got our first real kind of quick glimpse of it. Um, and I, people hate this movie, but I love it. Uh, when you go into Batman, um, forever, no, no, not Batman. It was, um, Batman and Robin and yeah, it was Batman and Robin. Um, when Alicia Silverstone joined the cast as well, if you look at the actual costume for, for Chris O'Donnell's Robin, it's basically a Nightwing costume. Like you have it to where he can literally just drop the cape and become Nightwing at this point. But, um, that's the closest we've ever gotten to Nightwing. Um, as well, um, the DC Universe's Titan show is a little bit more gritty, a little bit more tactical. So this will be a look as if he was going to be doing like a Christopher Nolan type, um, Batman, um, stylistic version. Like he has the, the armor plated, like scale almost armor underneath. And like I said, it's very flexible and you can move and bend in it. So yeah. I really applaud the actors and everybody who's involved in that Titans show. They really have given us something that's been um, been timeless um, to to an extent. Because where they once you were even done with this, like it's going to be something that I feel like people will kind of go back and look at, say such as like a Smallville or an Arrow or even like um, the Flash. How it's going to be uh, later on and, and down the line. Um, speaking of the Flash, Arrow, and all of them, don't forget that the upcoming crossover event starts next month in December. Um, Heroes in Crisis, well, yeah, 
Yeah, the new, I think it's Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah, this one, Crisis of Infinite Earths, um, is going to be huge and it has so many people that's going to be involved. So yeah, keep your eyes out for that. Um, we actually have had a bit of controversy as well when it comes back to superhero movies. Um, Gail Simone gave a, an amazing tweet that kind of sums up every single director who's ever had a problem with superhero movies. Um, and it, she puts it in a hilarious um, light. She goes, Alvin the Chipmunk says, Superhero movies are ruining the opportunity for independent and art tour filmmakers by clogging the distribution chain and stifling original visions. I do a sucky Alvin voice, but you get the point. And like, um, she she goes through a whole litany of old school characters like Snagglepuss had a had a um had a say in it that superhero movies could exit stage left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pet Rock for some reason chimed in as well, and he thinks that people are missing about the Marty and Francis and Alvin popcorn movies are fine, but that shouldn't be all there is. Also, I'm garbage because he's a pet rock. <laughs> Gail Simone is the greatest comic book Twitter troll there is because she she doesn't take anything seriously when it comes to any digital space and I love that about her. She's one of the most acclaimed comic book writers, authors, and like I said, one of the illustrators um favorite person to work with. A lot of illustrators love working with Gail Simone and I said I love interacting with her on Twitter and like she doesn't think of herself as too big. So yeah, so if you guys get a chance, go check out her. Um, go check out her current publication, Lion Forge. They have an amazing um, set of actual new heroes and new comics and new diverse stories to be told. So like I said, check out Lion Forge at any um, comic book shop or any digital publication that you could find but also go to at lion forge on twitter instagram and um facebook as well okay uh what's up next on the docket ah so yeah the next story is also still in that same light um beloved japanese um director bong joon ho um he basically was asked about the whole superhero controversy and this is what he really had to say. I have a problem. <laughs> well, he said, I, I have a personal problem with it. I expect the creativity that goes into superhero films. But in real life, in movies, I can't. Uh, in real life and in movies, I can't, wear, I can't stand people wearing tight-fitting clothing. I'll never wear something like that. And I just don't like seeing someone in tight clothes. It is mentally difficult. I don't know where to look, and I feel suffocated. Most superheroes wear tight suits, so I can never direct one. I don't think anyone will offer me a project to direct one either. So if there's a superhero who has a very boxy costume, maybe I can try that out. <laughs> Luckily for him, there are superheroes that wear, wear very loose-fitting loose clothing, but we'll see what, what happens in the future, so you can never say never. Um, In... Marvel news specifically, um, Yatiti but um, Badaki, 
I hate that I'm going to mess that up name up because she's a wonderful actress. And I actually just sat down and listened to an interview with her um, and the Blur Girl and Angelique Rocher um, of the Radical Geeks. And she is literally like one of one of my new favorite people. Um, UTDB, I'm going to say UTDB, <laughs> uh, wants to play Storm. Um, along with a lot of people who have been kind of speculated, she's throwing her name in the in the um in the hat, and she wants to be the next MCU's pick for Storm. She has the range and she has the actual look that we're look that we're going for, and I can't wait to see who they pick as Storm. But I do know whoever they pick has a has a lot to kind of I'd say live up to, but kind of um be expected of them so we're going to go ahead and see what happens from there from one amazing casting option to one hilariously awkward one um we did get the release of um a current movie out called harriet it was the story of harriet tubman and her basically freeing the slaves and everything um but if you would never have known when they were shopping around for the few years that they were trying to get this film made, they had a lot of crazy offers. And one offer, when they were presenting the script to the studio executive or pitching it, he said that Julia Roberts should definitely play Harriet Tubman. I want to let that sink in for you guys. Julia Roberts is Harriet Tubman. Yeah. So, um, they immediately told him, yeah, that can't happen. Um, and it's the obvious reason why it can't happen, but he was, he was very adamant in what he wanted. Um, he, he rebutted with that, hey, it's been so long, they won't remember, or they won't care. What do you mean say they mean black people? And I think that the thing that we do care, we, we would, we would totally care. Um, I don't understand what they would would expect us to to think. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Julia Roberts is, is Harriet Tubman. She's got this. Let's run it. So yeah, no, that's a big no. Um, <sighs> all right. So from moving on to the next story, this Saturday as well on the twenty third was the mark of. Doctor Who Day. If you guys know me, I'm a huge Whovian, and I am an avid, avid, um, I wouldn't say, like, proprietor, but, like, I, I own a lot of Doctor Who stuff. Let's put it like that. I own a lot of Doctor Who paraphernalia. Um, I really, really love this show and what it all stands for, and, and the way they're going in the direction with the 13th Doctor is amazing. Um... I think the doctor turned 54 this year. Um, yes, yeah, 54 years old since the debut of Doctor Who, of Doctor Who, and they gave us the look at the next season of Doctor Who. And when I tell you, it's so amazing. They're going to start um, mixing in the old villains with a lot more newer villains as well. And they're going to give um, our new 13th Doctor a major test in this one. So yeah. We'll, we're going to be getting that, and they say early 2020, so I can't see, can't wait to see where they take it from there, okay? Um, and more of a sadder note, we just learned an update today that, um, or well, yesterday, that lead female singer from the K-pop group, um, Gu Guhara, was found dead in her home. 
This is a very sad thing. A lot of K-pop fans um, are mourning her loss. As she was a wonderful, wonderful, bright spirit to be around. And honestly, it's sad to to see something like this happen or so. We we don't know much information or so, but it was reported that around 6 p.m. on um, the 24th, she was found unconscious in her home by her manager. Like I, my my thoughts and everything go out to her and her family, and also to all of her fans as well. So we want to send our condolences here from the block and just let you guys know that like at least like at least that we're here for each other. It, be it K-pop fans, be it Whovians, be it whatever, we are all here for each other. And for something like this, this is just a a very sad story. Mm-hmm. To um to hear because she was she had a long career ahead of her as well she was very young very like I said very bright person to be around as well okay um to kind of not to end it off on a bad note or a sad note I want to go ahead and tell you guys about this uh <laughs> just a lighthearted story that's coming out of the state of South Dakota um South Dakota is um a part of currently um what they're calling the opioid addiction um like lent line it's like kind of like the new mason dixon line but south dakota is running a new anti anti-drug campaign to where they're highlighting the people that are the new face of meth and the campaign simply just says meth i'm on it or meth we're on it <laughs> it's not the most eloquent way to go about it and it's Highly, highly, highly memeable, and a lot of people have um, kind of tried to try, try to talk the governor and the mayor, or the governor of South Dakota, out of it. And she's like, "No, this is what we're doing. We're on meth. We have to address it head on." I, I get, I get the angle that she's coming at, but I don't think this was the best way to kind of go ahead about it. But, but South Dakota's on meth, y'all, and I don't think it was anything that we already didn't know. <laughs> um so yeah i think that's about it for the docket of news today um so yeah so that was your around the net for this week and if you get oh well no yeah yeah I, I, well i'll go ahead and put this in here so um there's been talks about a superman and lois um show for the cw because supergirl has been doing okay in the ratings but people really do want a superman show and as said with this they will also be able to incorporate a lot of the characters that we've been wanting to kind of get into the dc universe or the arrowverse and one of those characters is going to be connor kent no not connor kent um this one yeah i think this is a little boy was named connor but basically it's going to be superman's second son because I, I see Superboy the clone as his first. Um, so Superman's second son will be introduced into the Arrowverse. And he will also be joined by what's most likely going to be Damian Wayne's Robin. And they're going to probably have a Super Son spinoff or probably a Super Son couple of episodes. Um, so yeah, that'll be something to really keep your eyes out for. We still haven't gotten a date on that Superman Lois show. So um, I'll keep you guys up to date and informed about it as well as we go on. Okay. All right. So um, I said I had something that probably would be kind of breathing in my head. And we wanted to look over a couple of things. But here's what I was going to say. For the main nerdgasm today, it's all about rewriting history. 
And um, you guys saw in the in the docket, we had that problem where they were just going to try and whitewash history um, and take Julia Roberts and make her into Harriet Tubman. And that's something that happens a lot in Hollywood, where they will take a, a story of a prominent black or brown or just a person of color and just make them Caucasian because that's what fits their demographic or they feel like they won't sell if they're not white or something like that that's something that we really need to address and i'm glad that they were well it was obvious they were going to say no to that because it was harriet tubman but like with other smaller um smaller things they want to make sure that we're speaking up for these people and speaking up for these stories that need to be told from the actual diverse standpoint and something that addressed that last night was Watchmen. Something that was super, super hard-hitting, and I did not expect for it to come. Like, I, all right, Firstly, we've talked about Watchmen before on this show. If you guys are not watching it, please take a take about a couple hours. I want to say about, I think we're on episode six now, so take about a day or a weekend or so. Sit down and watch watch the HBO series of Watchmen. It is phenomenal writing, amazing acting and some of the best storytelling that we've had since since game of thrones season one through six um we're not going to talk about seven or eight because we all know what happened there um but yeah we we are in this world and i'm just so enthralled about how the layers of it are being built and how how many things are just kind of put on top of each other and for for you guys i'm going to talk about a couple of things that happened in this current episode so spoilers if you did not want to hear spoilers if you want to kind of stay in the dark about it but i'm going to give you guys like a couple seconds i'll probably try and put a timestamp of where we stop talking about it in the show but um skip ahead and if you don't want to hear okay so in this latest episode of watchmen um, Angela, the character played by Regina King, has taken some pills that are basically called nostalgia. Nostalgia is a compressed form of memories. It's supposed to be made for people who have Alzheimer and dementia, so they can help them kind of get back on track. But people started, as they do, taking them rec- rec- recreationally. And it gets crazy. Um, the entire show has been had this underlying narrative of the origin story of the first superhero the first costume vigilante hooded justice and how he started fighting criminals and saved the day and inspired hundreds of people to do the same thing and it's about this um blue-eyed brunette white man are well they show his face in the in the show or whatever and like he never took Hooded Justice never took his mask off in the in the world of Watchmen he never showed his face but he knew but we all knew who he, like he was a person and he, he probably was a policeman or whatever they deduced that comes to find out that the actual hero that they were praising or so was a black man and the black man that was in question was Angela's grandfather. And it showed how he joined the force and how he was trying to do the right thing. But then he basically got accosted by his own people because they were a part of this thing called Cyclops. Um, Cyclops is like a sub, sub um, 
like a subgroup of the Ku Klux Klan and stuff like that, and they were spreading all over the, the country. And yeah, it's like really, really crazy because it was such a powerful moment in there because they literally hung him. Um, they hung him from a tree because he tried to stop a a a mobster from burning out a Jewish delicatessen, or he tried to take a dude to jail because he totally burned down that damn Jew- Jewish deli. Um, but yeah, he tried to take him to jail, and they they didn't they didn't like that, so they hung him from a tree, and then before he died, they cut him down, and they told him to stay his nose out of their business. And it's so scary. Like I literally legit like cry because I, they put it in the point of view of of the officer getting hung, and it's one of my biggest fears uh, <laughs> to be hung. Um, like because that's that's a an innate black fear, on, honestly, in, in general, to be hung from a tree swinging. And yeah, we we find out and go throughout the story and. If you've ever seen Hooded Justice, it's a, it's a guy in a red, red and purple suit. Uh, well, it's a purple suit with red cape, and he has a noose around his neck, and he has his arms roped up, and yeah, and he's like fighting crime and everything. And you get to the story in the beginning, and this is the documentary that they're writing, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I think that that noose around your neck is for sex stuff," and like. Then he never explained the news. Hooded Justice never explained the news in the comics or in the, in the um, extended stuff for Watchmen because they don't really talk about the Minuteman like that. But now you get the origin of the greatest hero in in Watchmen in Watchmen lore, and you also get his kind of take on things because if you also know, have been watching the series, he was the only survivor from the Tulsa massacre, or and he was the one of the first or second police officers to join the force um, in New York City. So, yeah, it, it takes a deeper dive into his morality and his um, and his ideology as a person, let alone just as a cop. And he sees these white people just getting away with anything. And he's the law. or He's, he's always um, idolized the law. Now he's a policeman. He still can't stop it because he's black. So he kind of, I would say, snaps. And he he after he gets hung and let go or whatever he still sees these people getting mugged or robbed so he puts on the hood that they tried to blindfold him with cut some holes out of it and just starts beating people's ass and he was um, seen as a hero they didn't see his face but they saw him as a hero and like um it kind of went from there and it, and it was a powerful thing that his wife um said in the in the moment she said that you're doing what you need to be doing or you're doing the right thing that you're supposed to be doing but these folks need to think that this one of them out there doing it so their idea was to paint makeup on his face on at least on his eyes to make him perceived as a white man and that was the craziest thing because it was such a connection between him and angela who also paints makeup on her face and doesn't wear a traditional mask as say the rest of the um the Tulsa PD or so. And it's just such beautiful duality, connections, legacy. Like, the writing staff on this show is A1. And I really highly recommend that you guys take some time out and watch Watchmen. And I can't wait for award season. And I feel like they deserve 
the awards this, from this show. Like, they deserve to be nominated for every single category. Deserve to win as many categories as they can. Like, oh my God, Watchmen is really that good. And it takes you into this thing because you've got to remember, she's still drugged up on this nostalgia. And she's living out her grandfather's memories, which you're not supposed to live out anybody else's memories. So she's literally in a vegetative state inside the precinct, inside a jail cell. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on beyond this, but I'm just giving you guys this one episode. And like I said, again, watch the build-up from episode one to now, and it's so beautiful. It's so good. And you get so many loose ends tied up, and you get so many stories unveiled and um and kind of like put into a new light for you because you 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 know that the comedian originally tried to blackmail um metropolis and and captain midnight i'm sorry yeah captain metropolis and um hooded justice and and captain midnight for their homosexuality and they address that here as well that j erica hoover also wanted to blackmail them for their homosexuality and it's been it's, it's such different twists and turns in this. And like I said, Hooded Justice was still a married man. It's so many things that you have to kind of take into consideration and take into into variables that you did not expect to to think about when it comes to just vigilantism. Um, it was a lot of gaslighting and a lot of people putting his like, even though he was the main inspiration for all of this, the Minuteman type stuff. All of his stuff was put on the back burner. Nobody really came to help him or aid him. Um, and it's just, you have to look at look at these situations for what they are. And that's what I really want to sit back and kind of um, take in from Watchmen. So, when you look at rewriting history, or if you look at the way that Hollywood rewrites history, it's always for the benefit of the oppressor. And when it comes to the benefit of the person who actually... Actually, um, who is the the subject of the story? They take a lot of liberties and a lot of um, a lot of creative control on their end, and that's something that we have to just kind of speak up and stay stay vigilant about. So, if you guys want to uh, look into stories from different directors, different artists, different writers, go ahead and find and scour the internet for those because it's out there these are just people who haven't gotten that opportunity or that chance to get their voice heard and that's where something like a show or a a newsletter or even like just a, a quick hey what's going on i wanted to send you an email and learn more about this would help out so much because the more you spread the word the more that they can get their their ideas and their vision seen and heard so yeah um, so, uh, I think that's about it. I'll go ahead and wrap it up here. You guys know that you could follow me anywhere on social at Bobo FNN. That's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. Um, again, I have my new open mic coming up. Um, the Wonderground at the Manhattan starting December 4th. December 6th, I'll be in Orlando wrestling for I Believe in Wrestling and Team Visions Dojo. Um, and as well, um, we have our... Poetry for Tots coming up on the 18th of December. You guys can come out to Blue Chocolate. It's free entry. You guys just bring an unwrapped toy or gift that we can go ahead and donate that to the children around the city. All right. Um, 
hit up my Patreon campaign. That's patreon.com forward slash Bobbo, B-O-B-B-O. And you guys can go ahead and um, find a way to support. You guys can pick from out of the one one of the tiers from $1 up to $35. And you guys can see what rewards or exclusives you can get available for each and every tier, okay? I have been your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobbo. Again, I want to thank everybody who's joined me on Instagram today again. And I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bobbo's Block. I will see you guys on the next week. All right? Peace.